What's that? Polka? No. The metal. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Onslaught. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed your holiday break. I know I did. I'm hoping Brian did. So yeah, sure. It was yep. good, good stuff? It was fine. It was fine, I guess. Um, just so we all get back, hop right back in on the same page, this is the podcast where we gatekeep everyone and we only talk about good bands like Five Finger Death Punch. And Ted Nugent. And Ted Nugent, right? That's right. That's, that's us. That's podcast. That's us. You, no one could have forgotten that. So, But in case you did, we remind you. Yeah. That uh, Kid Rock is cool and good. Yes. He makes music that is both good and cool and not cringy. Nope. And um, we support Five Finger Death Punch in all of their music and political beliefs. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh -huh. So um, isn't that fun to say it out and, in the radio and never get taken out of context? And let's go Brandon and oh, and Red Hats and what else? I, I don't know what else the children say. But I think you nailed those two. Yeah. I'm Brian. And I'm Vargas. We're back, baby. And we're going to make America gay again. I love it. I have the shirt. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think it would be uh, nicer. Uh, you know, there'd be less less men um, holding in their sexuality and taking it out on people who don't deserve it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a certain few that are in a certain large white house up on a certain hill. Yeah. Well, I just think if more people kissed the people they wanted to kiss, that people would be better. Consensually. I mean, yeah. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Catholic Church gets in a lot of problems for people kissing who they want to kiss. I, well, I meant both ways. Yes. Like, if... Yeah, yeah. If, if, if I wanted to kiss you... Yeah. And you wanted to also kiss me... There it is. Yeah. It would be better. It would, everything would be better. It would. I so, agree with that. you know, hot take from this episode. If you want to kiss somebody, ask them if they also <laughs> want to kiss you... And if the answer is yes, both ways, you guys should kiss. I think we just solved it. It, all of it. We got it. There should be a ceremony where that's the end. You're like, hey, do you want to kiss me forever? And you're like, I do. Yeah. And then we kiss at the end. They should. That should. We should invent should, that. We should invent some sort of ceremony to do that where people can celebrate that um, love. Oh, yeah. Maybe all your friends are there. Maybe. And or maybe it's private and you just want to do it just between the two of you. Yeah. But can it be really expensive? It can. And crippling yes. for in, in the debt area? Uh-huh. Or it can be $50 and have the same outcome legally. Yeah. Really give the people the options. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The really swing vote. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then maybe in like 40 years, we end up hating each other. But and unfortunately, <laughs> we can't do we, anything about we it. We did the kissing thing. Yeah. So... Oh, what a world that would be. That would be wild. Anyway, this was all a bit. <laughs> that was... <laughs> well, it was like half a bit, and then we got into like things we actually believe. Yeah. And then it was a bit again. Yeah. That's what we're really good at here at The Onslaught, uh, the world's only heavy metal podcast. We do bits in circular format, so you never know what's the bit. It's all a bit, though. And none of it's a bit. Yeah. So isn't that fun to think about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of meta bits. We got to get your brain back in gear in 2023. <laughs> we got a lot of ground to cover. We got to make sure that, you know, that you're up with us, mm -hmm. that we're up with you. Everybody's got to be up. Well, we all got to be up. We all got to be up and stiff as a board um, mentally. Yeah. There's no way people could confuse that for anything else. <laughs> yeah. This Men was not mentally a Mentally stiff as a board. Yep. Um, boy, I'm happy to be back. Glad to see you. 
You look great. Dude, I'm stoked. I'm I'm feeling refreshed. I'm feeling ready to go. I'm a little dehydrated. Uh Uh-oh. But I think that was the beers. Yeah, you got a big old glass of water. You'll be fine. Mm, It's going to go down to my belly and out of my... (laughs) Pee hole. (laughs) So this week, uh, I don't know if 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 everyone remembers, uh, we are on to the Elite Eight. Yeah, this is the start of round three. This is the start of round three. So uh, today we have Inferi versus Brutus. Hell yeah. uh, Which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, Later on in the show, not this show, but the show in general. Yeah. We've got Chemist going against Orden Ogin, just as a refresher. Uh, Halloween versus Cryptopsy and Venom Prison versus Shadow of Intent. So Some big old knockout fights (laughs) coming up. Only two power-ish metal bands left and a lot of death metal left. What? That's surprising for our show. It is, isn't it? I'll tell you what is surprising. The chemists. Uh, and also the fact that I'm talking about Inferi today instead of Nile. I'm still not over that. Well, wow, that's why we had to take an extra week off. <laughs> to recover. Yeah. Yeah. That was a strange one, but you know, Inferi's great. Inferi is great. So uh, on the show, we normally do heavy metal news at some point. Yeah. I was about to transition to it. And then you did it for me. So thank you. We're, we, we left off. We picked up right where we left off, huh? perfection yeah. yeah well you know you were like oh vargas is gonna have to pull some weight here i better step in and you do the little heavy lifting for me <laughs> um all right so th- there was an interview with charlie benante from anthrax famous thrash metal drummer currently playing in pantera currently playing with some pantera members <laughs> uh and he named his favorite thrash metal album of all time the number one <sighs> Did yeah, you, I skipped by interview? this because the the headline that I saw was something something along those lines, and then no, it's not any of the big four. And I'm like, oh, he's gonna pick like a fucking possessed album or some like obscure bullshit. It's so not I just scrolled past. It's it. not that bad. But Which, I'm not saying that those are not those are bad. Right. You know, seven yeah. seven it's churches not that is great. Hip, it's not that hipster. Right. Sorry, I'll say that it's not that hipster. Yeah. Um. So class, he's not gonna pick an Anthrax album. That would be yeah yeah that would be very Dave Mustaine of him. <laughs> what? Um. So you you got to pick one. No, knowing the information that you have been provided, what do you think he would pick as the number one thrash metal album of all time? If I remember correctly, hmm, it's interesting because I don't know which era he's going to go with. Sure. But I think if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure he's a big fan of Death Angel. Okay. And so I kind of think maybe it's going to be a Death Angel album. You're not terribly far off. Good. Um, Am I kind of far off? I mean, it's not Death Angel, so... Well, then, yeah. <laughs> uh, he did say that they, Anthrax, are big fans and friends of uh, Gary Holt. Ah, uh, so we got an Exodus. An Exodus album. album. He said Bonded by Blood is the number one thrash metal album of all time. I'll go with that. That's fine. Yeah. People can have that opinion, and I wouldn't yell at them. I, it's, it's an opinion, and it's a valid one. Yeah. Again, if he would have picked, you know, like... Seven Forbidden <laughs> yeah. or something... Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I think it's pretty good. Um, it's, it's tough. It's, it's a tough one because the songs themselves, that's one of those things where like the songs themselves are fucking bangers, but like the album doesn't sound that great. The production was very bad. Yeah. And unfortunately the remaster quote unquote remaster slash re-recording doesn't sound a lot better. No, but I have more of a problem with the vocalist. Yeah than i do the production um you know it's just not the same yeah but it's still you know it's a great album bought it by blood love that album i think i think my favorite one is one of the slower ones uh and then there were none 
the, yeah. that groovy ass track. But it's just like Testament's old albums. You got to turn it way the fuck up. Yeah. If you want to hear it all. That's true. Um, so anyway, that was kind of interesting. Um, there's a rumor floating around out there that Polyphia and Meshuggah might have. I a, almost texted you about this. Yeah, buddy. Because how would you feel about that? Very good. Just two why bands, would, two why bands would I feel that, that can't keep time. Well, they keep their own time, bro. <laughs> they keep time so well that you can't tell what time it's in. I know, because I don't have time to listen to it all. <laughs> um, this is one of those things, though, that I hope it doesn't turn into Sea Shepherd EP, where it's like... Never comes the fuck out. Yeah, it gets rumored, and they can't clear it with labels or whatever. And Anyway, um, more of that, hopefully, come more news on that coming soon. News, we love news. Because I'm sure that that song will will rip. And that uh, the the those fans definitely have. There's a lot of crossover between those two fan bases. I would assume. Yeah, definitely. A lot, a lot of Bolivia of, fans that are also Meshuga fans. Yeah, a lot of a lot of fedoras <laughs> in that crew. Yeah. Um. And here's the the last little bit of news that I'm is going to get you riled up. <laughs> I'm always that's my secret, buddy. You're I'm always riled. You're always riled up. Godsmack's drummer. Yeah, yeah, I saw this. Isn't sure Metallica's new single would be as popular if it wasn't made by Metallica. I actually, I kind of agree with him because sure, but, but you can say that about anything. Yeah, would Godsmack's second single, what they had the Voodoo, I think was first, uh-huh. and then and they then, standed, they stood alone, and that one came out with Scorpion King or whatever the fuck movie it was. Oh yeah, starring Rock the Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, would people have cared if? Uh, if it wasn't Godsmack, I don't know. Maybe. I think that if a new band came along and released that, the track Lux Eterna, uh-huh. I'd be like, oh, this, I'm going to watch out for this band because I like this song. Yeah. They'd it, be another Black Tide. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think it would get the same notoriety. Sure. Because people would have to find this new band and find that song. Yeah. However, Metallica has a huge fan base. So, of course, when they release a new song, it's going to be more popular than a band that doesn't have the yeah. same fan base. The, the better question is, would it be received differently if it was an unknown band? I think it you got, know? yeah, I think it got a fair amount of criticism. Already. I think it did, too. So, I don't know what he's talking about. He's very small, too. The drummer is very oh, small. Oh, he looks like a stick man. I thought it was Sully Erner with cancer. Oh, God. I was like, oh, he's not doing so well. But then it was bad. Yeah, yeah, the drummer. So yeah, he's got little stick arms, which he doesn't have to use sticks to drum, which is nice. Oh, that is nice. Yeah, he, he just, just locks like, his arm out. He makes little fists. Yeah, and he pop 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 pop. So isn't that fun? I stand alone. I don't know if he actually. Um, I I don't know anything about Godsmack. If you want to tell us about Godsmack, you can. Um, I don't even know if that's a Godsmack song. It is. Sick. <laughs> dope. <laughs> Fucking dope, dude. Uh. You got any more news? News, news, news. No, I don't have any news. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Dave Mustaine said something recently. What? I'm blown no, away. I don't. It was like a compliment to one band, and then was in, it Megadeth? <laughs> no, but it was a shot at Lars in the same breath, <laughs> and it was very. It was kind of, oh, it was. Oh fuck! It was one of those new wave British heavy metal bands. It might have been Saxon, and he was like, "Oh, I always looked at Saxon as as a peer. I was a fan, but I always looked at them as peers." While Lars followed them around like a little little fanboy, and it was like, you need to calm down, bud. Yeah, you're coming hard for somebody who looks like they're about to die. <laughs> he could go at any minute. <laughs> he could. Uh, so you know, Dave Mustaine says stuff. Okay, I said this was the last piece of information, but this is this is really the last one. Archspire did a Kickstarter to create 
their latest music video. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess how much money it raised? It was forty thousand. Forty grand. Yeah, that's it's pretty, awesome. It's pretty cool. It's pretty dope. There's a lot of metalheads that want to see them do a, the the quote unquote craziest death metal video ever filmed. Yeah, and they're they've got FX, you know, creature effects coming down the line. What if, and they, what if they killed someone on camera? What if they kill like a willing participant? Well, that would be illegal. I know, but that would make it the craziest death metal video of all time. It it, it would, and no one would be able to see it. It would it would get released. On Pornhub, maybe, I guess. Why Pornhub? Do you think they kill people over there? No, they just don't have content restrictions. Yeah, they do. Can't have kids over there. I mean, sure. Yeah, you're right. Um, can't have murders over there. Who knows? Has anyone tried? Archspire's about to. Put it out there. This is real news. Archspire's going to kill a live person on their... On Pornhub. On their <laughs> Pornhub on their next video that you kickstarted. Yeah. Not you, Vargas, but you, the listener. You, the listener. The people. Sick. So that's that's real news that should be spread across the internet. Yep. From the onslaught. <laughs> Tag us. Tag us in all of the all of the posts. And our um, personal accounts. At the onslaught. Well, that is technically my personal account. Perfect. Two birds, one stone. So in Fairy and Brutus. <laughs> you want to go first? You want me yeah, to go man, first? I'll go first. Sick. Uh there's not both of these bands. Um this is what I love about new bands. There's not a whole lot on them, or or lesser known bands, I guess. They're not yeah. technically new. Um, there's not a whole lot on them, and that gives them the opportunity to come on this show and tell us about themselves so we can yeah. fuel their legacy. Yeah. It also gives me the opportunity to open up Wikipedia and go, ugh, because I have no starting point. Yeah, it is hard to have a starting point, but it's also kind of a little bit of like a, oh, I don't have to spend seven hours watching... Yeah. All the hundred interviews from Halloween that I'm gonna have to do in two weeks. You know what I mean, dude. But the, but I know. get to watch yeah those as well. Uh, so Brutus is from Belgium and they're from a um, <laughs> the Flemish Brabant region. Stupid sexy Flanders. It's the Flanders region. <laughs> it's great. The Flemish, I guess, is the mul- multiple pronunciation of if there's more than oh, one. Oh yeah, Flanders, Fl- Flandari, Fl- the Flandarian region. Yeah, it's the Flemish yeah, uh, region. <clears throat> Anyway, it's made up, uh, it's a three-piece, it's made up of, now, the interviews that I did watch, they pronounced her name Stefani, mm-hmm. and she never corrected them. Okay. So I'm going to say it that way, it's St- Stefani. Uh, oh, but it looks like Stephanie. It's spelled Stephanie, it looks just like Stephanie. Got it. But I guess uh, She's Belgium, related to Gwen. Yeah. Yep. They do it in Belgium, they do last name first. Yeah, yeah, like Japan. Uh, Stefani, uh, Peter, and Stinge. St- mm, uh-huh. S-T-I-G-J-N. Uh-huh. Stin. Stin. So that's what we're... And I'm not even going to try their last names. Sure. Uh, so Stephanie, Peter, and Stin. Uh, they, they're kind of the classic um, the classic way bands are formed. Two people are in one band. Two people are in the other band. Mm. They have that common mm-hmm. member. They mm-hmm. come together, right? Um, so they got to the... Peter and, Ste- and Stefani were in a refused cover band. Oh. Okay. Um, and then they met because Stefani and Stinged were in another band. Um, so Stefani was the the glue. It's the glue that holds them together. Um, in 2017, they released uh, their their first album, Burst. Um, 2019 saw the release of Nest, and that's kind of when they blew up. Um, in 2019, they were handpicked by Deftones to play uh, to play the festival Dia de los Muertos. Mm-hmm. Um, now that fe- I was doing a little research on that festival. Um, Because that was right, um, so it started in late October, ended in mid-November. It was kind of like a traveling festival. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it ever got shut down, 
Okay. It was the second annual Dia de los. Uh, sorry, it's not Dia de los Muertos. It's Dia de los Deftones. Sure. Festival, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, right before COVID, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of whenever things were kicking off. There was, if you go back in November of 2019, mm-hmm. there are a few articles about a mysterious disease in China. Sure. Um, and then, of course, three, four months later, everything shut down, right? Yep. Uh, but that was one of their first um, experiences in the U.S. as far as touring okay. goes for Brutus. So they were handpicked. Um, now, this festival, there was something for everybody there, right? So obviously you have the Deftones. I was going to say Deftones and Brutus is like a good – that's a good pairing. It is a good pairing, but there's a bunch. So Brutus open. So I'm going to go from top to bottom. Okay. Or bottom top. Yeah. Brutus open. Uh-huh. Youth Code, never heard of them. Okay. Hum, never heard of them. Okay. Megan the Stallion. Okay. Uh, JPEG Mafia, never heard of them. Gojira. Who? Churches, which I love. What? With a yeah, B. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Deftones. So isn't that a roller coaster of musical emotion? Yeah. I'm going to read that again. So I l- Brutus comes before <laughs> Megan the Stallion, who comes before Gojira, who comes before Churches, who I, comes before Deftones. I love the transition from WAP <laughs> yeah. to Heaviest Matter yep. in the universe. And I, what I really want to know is, did Megan stay... On any of these dates and watch like because you know how especially oh, heavy metal sure. bands they yeah. watch each other yeah so not every night of the tour obviously if it's going to be a long tour but yeah. um did megan ever stay and watch and appreciate or is she just like this is going to be weird i'm sh- yeah i don't know who knows because how cool that i never saw anything from if stefani or any of the band members ever like met talked to megan sure or if at that point in time in 2019 i don't know when wap came out i don't either I don't really know. I don't fight. If you know this. Um, you I know, mean, she was big before WAP. But was she as big? No. Right? That, so that's that what was, I mean. That um, was definitely her sledgehammer. Because she played JPEG Mafia. She was under them. And I've never heard of JPEG Mafia either. Yeah. Now, this, of course, is coming from two guys who mainly listen to metal. Yeah. As, you know, as and WAP. The pie chart is metal and WAP. <laughs> yeah. And then a little bit of that Let's Go Brandon song from Kid Rock. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. 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 So I don't know um, how big she was in 2019, um, but with the uh, the rise of TikTok, uh-huh. that song definitely took off. Um, that's wild. That's so wild then, uh, so the, after that festival, everything kind of shut down. Sure. Um, and so they weren't able to do some tour. They had a, another uh, U.S. tour lined up. Um, but they, in a post-COVID interview, not po- I mean, still going on, but um, you know, post-lockdown, they were talking about Unison Life. Mm-hmm. Um, their their newest one that that released in 2022 last year, and they were talking about um, how it kind of forced them to be more collaborative. So they had burst. They kind of came in. They they of course you talked to each other in the band and everything. But Nest came out and they said they started talking to each other a little bit more about like we can change this, we can do that, blah blah. blah. Uh, but then um, in Belgium they had a pretty strict bubble mm-hmm. um, policy, so you had to you know only. Um, be in physical contact with the people in your bubble, much like we had here, but I don't think it was ever enforced. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made it sound like it was kind of enforced in Belgium. Um, so, of course, they were in each other's bubble, um, and they said it became like a really, really, like they talked every single day while recording that, um, and it wasn't always just about music. Um, and then one thing that I uh, thought was pretty interesting, do you think you can name, when was the last time you listened to Unison Life? Probably when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to think too hard about this, but do you have any idea on who uh, a major influence for Brutus was during the writing period and recording period of Unison Life? Hmm. 
you know, my initial thought would be like, I mean, somebody not metal, because I get that. I get that from, you know, it's a, like a Foo Fighters or like yeah. a rock band or and something. And you can't, it's hard to put Brutus in any category. Yeah. Um, I think they're very progressive. Um, they don't really, they're very unique. They don't really fit into any of those categories. You know, we'd said power metal earlier, and I used that loosely with Orton Ogan. Yeah. Um, and we used death metal. You can't really put Brutus into there. They don't really fit into that traditional quote unquote progressive metal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, uh, the cranberries totally were yeah. a, uh, a big influence. Um, they were listening to a lot of cranberries at the time of that recording and writing. So I thought that was a pretty interesting, but yeah, that, uh, there, there, like I said, there wasn't a whole lot. Uh, they've only released three albums. COVID has basically taken half their career. Yeah. You know what sucks. I mean? Um, they're, they're out there tour. I think they're touring now. Um, you know, things are opening back up, but still from what we've seen and hearing from musicians, the live music scene is not being very fruitful yeah. right now. Um, and I think a big part of that is venues trying to take too much. Yeah. Um, the merch stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, of course places like Ticketmaster, um, yeah. taking, taking their cuts. So if you can get out there and buy stuff directly from the band, do that, you know, Bandcamp Friday. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's Brutus. And for all you bigger bands that are touring right now, Brutus is to say they're a solid opener is downplaying. Yeah, like, man. They could fit, and, and to their credit, you know, you say you can't really put them in a box. Like they could open for anybody. They, they proved it. Yeah, they technically open for Megan the <laughs> for Stallion. Megan the Stallion and Gojira and Gojira and churches. Yeah. Um. No, I would actually love to see them. You know, I think it would be a fun tour. Hmm. Uh, Brutus. Yeah. Then in prison, uh-huh. but in between, so it's Brutus opens, yeah, churches, uh-huh. Venom prison, uh-huh. Paramore, sure. Wouldn't that be yeah. a fun ass tour? It would be, uh, and it would be all female fronted, all ladies. That'd be a lot of fun, I think, for the young, the younger generation uh, who's getting into Paramore because it's like fun now, and it's yeah. not you know twenty it's twenty years old or whatever. Uh, and then they could get exposed to new bands that are awesome. How about a how about a double headline of Paramore and Arch Enemy? Oh hell yeah! And they just alternate headlining every other night. Hell yeah! That crowd would be weird. <laughs> that crowd, there'd be a lot of plaid shoes. There'd be a lot of plaid shoes and a lot of plaid shirts. Yeah, from men on the men on the men. That I, and that's the other thing is I feel like there'd be a lot of creepy men there. Oh, you know what I mean. There's a lot of creepy men everywhere. Well, that's true. <laughs> there's two. There's two in this room. There's two. There's two in this room. Uh, well, good stuff, Brutus from flanders <laughs> the flemish region from flanders in belgium flemish brab brabant well i had in fury and that is how it's pronounced not in fairy who knew it's in fury you let me say in fairy earlier well i didn't want to um actually right right, right at, at the top. top of 2023 that's fair <laughs> remember whenever i texted you uh happy new year and you texted me uh technically and then i turned my phone off yeah that's what, I didn't wait for what you were going to say. That's exactly what I do. Yep. That's what I do. Uh, they're from Nashville here in the grand old US of A. Oh, um, that's interesting. They are, of course, named after the Harry Potter series, where an inferi is a corpse reanimated by a wizard's spell. Hell yeah. Uh, which maintains the oldest of heavy metal traditions of being both cool and nerdy. Yep. See <laughs> Man of War. See any black metal band yeah uh we sing only about satan and nazis 
but we are named after a very specific passage from The Hobbit. <laughs> well, it's like uh, Celador. They were named after the, because J.R. Tolkien mm. thought the most beautiful combination of words yeah. in the English language was cellar door. Yeah. And whenever you say it together, cellar with an English accent, becomes cellar door, yeah. I guess. Um, big dorks. Big dorks. All of us. Yep. All, every single one of us. <laughs> um, so they were founded in 2006 uh, and released one album independently. And I, I tried to piece this together from like literally the two interviews from them that I found mm-hmm. on YouTube. Uh, and the, again, no Wikipedia page. So what I'm fairly confident happened is they released one album independently. They don't have a Wikipedia page. They don't. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and frustrating. I bet. Because I want these facts to be factual and not made up but maybe it's our show man it's our show once you say it on air it comes <laughs> it real it comes real uh so they released one album independently i believe they got offered a label deal after that first album and were in the process of recording their second album which ended up being called end of an era but they were going to fa- call downfall of mankind hmm. and the label that they were on didn't like the way the album was headed so they dropped them and then they ended up releasing end of an era independently again i think i remember yeah i think i remember um reading about that at some point yeah about how weird their beginnings were yeah um and then there they went through that death metal thing where every person who's ever been in a death metal band joins the band and then quits mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah yeah um and here's where my i told brian in our little pre-production meeting i have a six degrees of kevin bacon within uh, fairy fuck yeah is this they, his son no okay so their their guitar player michael Pugh, is like he's like the guy he's mr 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 in, inferior inferior yeah um he in their hiatus joined in full darkness who, who I love that band who i i worked with their drummer at a hotel in springfield yep greg vance so that's my oh so we're not actually getting to kevin bacon no it's just six the, degrees of separation to you well i am kevin bacon and in, in this Fairy scenario is i see other, well and fairy's kevin bacon i'm still me yeah i thought we were getting to actual kevin bacon oh no i just used that as a well that's good turn of phrase that's cool I thought it was interesting. And so technically I'm seven degrees from Kevin Bacon. That's true. Because you I'm your friend. You know me. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So Michael in the interim was in every band that has ever been formed. Um, and he met a couple of other guys, you know, guys joined, guys quit, whatever. Um, so they reformed in uh, 20, I want to say 13 Again, this is all kind of piecemeal together. But then they released their comeback album. Um, we'll call it a comeback. I will not call it a comeback. Uh, called Apotheosis. And that was released on Michael's own record label. I wonder, you know, there's so we see that so often in metal. I wonder how expensive it is to have a record label. Probably not very. I mean, it's an LLC, I would assume. Yeah. And the, the only thing you have to raise money on is like the ma- pre- making physical. Merch. Yeah. And now that you don't have to do that as much, I bet it's much easier to run a record label. Probably. 
probably. And I'm sorry, it's, continue. No, it's cool. That is, I mean, most of this is like them being on their own record label. Um, and some pretty big bands are actually on it. Augury yeah. is on there, obviously, in Full Darkness and Singularity. In Full Darkness is still around, huh? I don't think they've put out an album in a while. Um, they They still have Greg listed as their drummer, and I know he's not currently playing for them yeah they put out an album in 2017 yeah. after their first one in 2009 so they are right on that kind of that that eight year yeah we're, so we're due for one soon a <laughs> couple years it'd be pretty sick um i did see greg posting on facebook though that he's not like currently involved with in full darkness so well you know anyway what are you gonna do um but their record label which is called artisan era is doing pretty well they got some solid artists obviously yeah. in fairy is flagship flagship band um so that's kind of cool um after they released apotheosis they released revenant in 2018 re-recorded end of an era and released it in 2019 and released vile genesis in 2021 hell yeah um i specifically want to talk about the re-recording of end of an era um because that's the album that apparently the label hated so much that they dropped them um which first of all is baffling that you would sign a band like an in, in fury when they had their first album they've stayed pretty consistent as far as sound yeah you know what i mean yeah i don't know what they thought they were gonna get yeah it wasn't like they, they got rush and then they were like oh you guys are making death metal now mm. yeah exactly um but i think specifically it points out the fact that like if that band got the resources that they needed, they could have produced, I mean, basically anything. Right. Yeah. Um, and obviously a re-recording isn't like an apples to apples comparison. You've got a decade between, they call it the, in the parentheticals, it's called rebirth. Yeah. The end of an era rebirth. Yeah. So, so it's, it's the same songs just re-recorded with the new lineup and a decade of experience. Yeah. Experience practice in between. Um, but a lot of that was hiatus, you know, were they playing the same songs over and over again? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I think it shows that had they been supported properly, they, they would have kept putting out fantastic albums. Remember most record labels that aren't like founded by a guy in a band, you're a num. If you're in a band, you're a number for sure to that record label well you are you are literally a product yeah right? so if you're not getting if you're not uh hitting the green line and you're constantly on the red line yeah they're gonna they don't give a shit they're right. just gonna get rid of you so um if you aren't a band listening to this that doesn't mean stop that just means don't let it don't let it stop you yeah yeah make the stuff you want to make because likely it will find an audience and in this golden age of the internet we just talked about Bandcamp Fridays. Put yeah. it on Bandcamp, baby. For somebody sure. will find you and like you. Uh, they'll give you their money, and if you're if you're lucky and you work hard enough, um, somebody big will find you, and then they will take you on tour. Yeah. Or put you in their festival so you can open for Megan the Stallion. Yeah. Yeah. If you know in your heart of hearts that you have produced a quality product, because a lot of people are like, oh yeah, listen to my shit, it's really good, and it's absolute it's trash. Not, yeah, yeah. But like, you've got to know that it's not good you've got to know you're a bad singer yeah i don't you know it's one of those things it's like you know brad pitt said he has face blindness which i think is just rich way of saying i don't pay attention to you people yeah when you've kissed every actress yeah um 
And that's it's just what he tells his wives. He's yeah. just like, oh, I thought it was you, oh, honey. Angelina Jolie. Whoopsies. Uh, no, you should. Um, yeah, unless unless you know, but it, you know, you can know it's bad and still love it and still want to keep doing it. Sure. Um, but you so, have to know that I en- I enjoy it, but I'll not make money on this. Yeah. Right. And that's fine. Do and that's fine. The game, baby. Exactly. Those are the best musicians anyway. For sure. Um, but on the flip flop of that, if you are a record label and you sign a band that has promise, nurture that band. Yeah. Don't just like give up on them because they're taking a long time. I mean, obviously you have to put, you have to have an output, but like if they're taking a long time to record an album, why? Right. Is it, is it writer's block? Is it, you know, whatever there, there are a thousand different reasons. And I think in theories, the perfect example of a band that was given up on too quickly. Yeah. Cause they're fucking great. They're insane. Trevor guessed it on a song. RIP. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, you recognized good, it for sure. Um, I've got two little fun factoids about Inferi. Mm-hmm. One is they play MTG while they're on tour. <laughs> Hell yeah. Which again, they are both very cool and very dorky. Yep. In classic heavy metal tradition. For those of you who don't know, that is Magic the Gathering. It is oh. a collectible card game. Yeah. It's for, dork, for nerds. For dorks only. Yep. Both of us both, play. Both of us play. <laughs> um, I also found out through one of their interviews <clears throat> that Taco Bell has a program called feed the beat that gives underground bands $500 in Taco Bell gift cards on tour to make sure that they can eat. That is dope. Who fucking knew, right? Now, you know, and now, you know, so now Vargas and I are going to start a band. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And And, uh, and tour. (laughs) Yep. All over KC. (laughs) Yeah. To different Taco Bells. Yep. Um, But they, I, I watched that van tours, like series where they go through bands tour buses yeah and they just like pulled out a stack dude of taco bell gift cards and they were like shout out taco bell and i was like what the fuck is he talking about can you imagine those band bus shits so <laughs> that's one thing i wanted to mention specifically is they were sitting in the front before they brought out the taco bell gift cards and they were like the real mvp of this bus tour is this air freshener and they had like four of them <laughs> And I was like, that's a weird thing to say. Uh, it's, a very, it's a very dude thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then it has a reason. And then they pulled out $500 of Taco Bell gift cards. And I was like, now the air fresheners make sense. $500 worth of shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I, I have to point out this Taco Bell thing because it's fucking mind blowing. Some of the bands that they call alumni, obviously it's like it's targeted toward underground bands. Yeah. So once you're not underground anymore you gotta pay for your taco you gotta pay for your taco bell but here's some of the bands after the burial andrew wk as i lay dying municipal waste greta van fleet Beartooth, black tusk the sword byzantine i wrestled a bear one i wrestled a bear once knocked loose and literally 1900 other bands that's crazy isn't that wild that's crazy that i i Man, that's cool though. I didn't even know it was a thing. I'm sure you know you know it's a thing if you've ever toured with yeah. with anybody who's ever toured. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because uh, clearly people know about it. Yeah, but I wonder how big you have to be, right? Because I bet you can't just be like you and I can't make a an electronic duo. There were 1,900 bands on this. Yeah, and I guess if you don't know about it. Yeah, Greta Van Fleet. That's kind of wild. I mean, they're, think about how big they are today. Andrew WK, Byzantine. 
Like, yep. these are not small bands, but it's super dope that Taco Bell's like, oh, you're you're on the grind. Like, yeah, here's have, some free. Have some free bean burritos. Here's some, an air freshener. You know, sometimes corporations can do nice things along the way of being evil conglomerates. Yeah. Yeah. And this is one of those nice things. It's a positive result from your Tyranny. capitalism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I guess shout out Taco Bell. Yeah, for the free, we'll take some free chalupas. We're an underground podcast. Yeah, we don't. We tour. We've been on tour. We tour our mouths. We toured downtown Kansas City. Yeah, last uh, summer. Yeah, we toured um, uh, a brewery in North Kansas City. Yeah, we we that's tour two. all over the place. That's two. So that's technically a tour from one to the other. No big deal. Hey, uh, listener, we need you. We need you. We love you. Uh, we're thankful for you, but we need you to vote for Inferi or Brutus. Um, of course, you can do that multiple ways. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at The Onslaught Pod, uh, or you can email us at theonslaughtpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we should have our playlist up for this round, so a few songs uh, from each of these Elite Eight bands uh, should be on there, so check that out soon. Still working on the, I'm still working on the gym playlist. It's tough because I want it to be right. Gym sure. playlists are very hard. You got to. You can't have the songs too long. Mm-hmm. Can't have really Opeth on there because you kind of lose your when you're gym and you kind of lose your. Uh, unless you're really going for like a quick workout, because then you get you got your cool down period. Yeah, right there in the middle. Yeah, you, you can know? get. Uh, you can do your ten minute run to one Opeth song. Yeah, your, you know your warm up cardio. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're it's. I'm still working on it, so it's still it's still coming. But um, you know, just gotta make it perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's it. We're on everything. Subscribe, tell a friend. Yep. We're glad to be back. Stoked to be back. And uh, stay tuned next week for uh, Orton Ogan versus Chemis. Chemis Army is going to show up. The or- Orton o- Ogites are, g- are going <laughs> to be now. out in full force. Now that they finally have a name. Finally. <laughs> uh, and if one of your favorite bands... Um, is Kid Rock or Ted Nugent or Five Finger Death Punch or Godsmack. Please remember that your favorite band sucks.